take on humility and we say, Lord, thank you for what you're going to speak to us through our precious brother who's got a great word for us today. Amen? Amen. All right, so you guys extend your hands towards Tim and um, let's lift him up in the Lord. Lord, thank you uh, that you've called us to be a team and this church is a team. And um, it means we carry each other. And so even right now, we as a church, we carry our brother right into kind of the next uh, steps of his own calling as he's finishing his bachelor's degree and what he's going to share with us shortly. And we just thank you for the word of God, that it's, it's a living and active. It's like a double-edged sword. It'll divide us, soul and spirit, bone and marrow, because you love us. Because in your mercy, you want to expose us so we have opportunities to repent. Lord, your loving kindness leads us to repentance. We just welcome the giftings and the callings that you have in Tim. Uh, We love our brother. We receive him. And uh, we just say, Lord, be glorified this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys say, welcome, Tim. Say, I want your word. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Neil. Um, I I wasn't planning on this, but this is actually a great segue with... Phil was just talking about with going out and this just being a great place to be, have a base of being launched to the nations. I don't know if you guys know that, but they have such a heart. The harbor and the overall, the larger generation has such a heart for that. But the other part of that is a haven for the broken. So it's, I'm sure there was times with Phil that there was a process of him coming into kind of his giftings and coming into knowing that, okay, this is what God has for me. There's a process in that and there's how does he get to that point where he says, okay, I'm going to take that step of faith and I'm going to go and I'm going to serve overseas. So I want to thank Neil. First of all, I want to thank Neil and John and everybody for just, okay, equally as heartfelt as they are for being launched to the nations, just accepting me in and just be, having me be able to, be, to serve and be a part of this as a haven for the broken and a, a place and, and just a time for people to be prepared and refreshed and to... Just be transformed. That's what we need. So it's awesome. I don't know if you guys know that, but it's awesome. This place is great. So um, just to give you guys a little more just information where I'm at, I just turned 30 last month. Actually, it's the four, uh, today's the 14th, so June 14th. Anybody know what holiday that is? Flag day. Flag day. There you go. And um, as Neil said, I, uh, I'm finishing a bachelor's degree. Well, I don't know if he said that specifically, but... I'm finishing a bachelor's degree uh, from Liberty, Liberty University Online, doing it in psychology. And Liberty's, if you don't know, Liberty is just a large Christian school based out of Virginia. And the online program is great. It's just been really flexible because most of the time that I've been doing it, uh, I've been working full time. So it's just been great to kind of have that flexibility to, to kind of further my education. They actually have... I think like 60,000 online students around the world, which is, they're really supportive and they really feel like, make you feel that you're a part of the school and supported. So it's just, it's been great. But, um, so, yeah, so what I want to talk about is just that process, that process of understanding God's gifts for us. So Liberty is actually the fourth college that I've been to. Count them, one, two, three, four. Uh, Through my 20s, which I've sadly am in the midst of mourning still, my 20s. Uh, I just haven't had the easiest time of finding a direction for education, finding a direction for a, a job or a career that I wanted to be in. Uh, it's, it's just kind of been, I've, I've, st- I've gone, I've stopped, I've gone in a different direction, I've stopped that direction, I've gone in a different direction, and then stopped that direction, and then kind of have been this circuitous route of just, uh, it's just been kind of, not good. So 
But the difficulty I've had with that isn't, isn't the issue I really want to talk about today. There's an underlying issue to why I haven't been able to just kind of find a direction and a path and just go and just do it. The underlying issue, I feel like, is that I just didn't understand my gifts. I didn't understand who I was, how God made me, and I, I just didn't have an accurate picture of that. And I'm going to get into some of that and explain it, but that's just the underlying reason. And that's what I want to get into today. So maybe, maybe you guys kind of feel the same way. Maybe you're a college student like I am, and you're coming at, you're transitioning out of school, you're transitioning out of uh, that, that period, and you're, you need to kind of figure out what you do next. You need to figure out, what do I want to do? What direction do I want to go in? How do I correctly navigate this transition of my life? Maybe you're, and we have a lot of new moms, Yes. And, you know, you've just kind of been suddenly taken out of your normal routine or your normal trajectory, and you're saying, well, I'm just consumed with, and kind of feel like, you know, I have this added uh, just thing in my life of taking care of my child, and maybe you're feeling, I, but I still want to serve. I still want to offer my gift things, and, and I still want to, I just don't want to pull myself totally out of what that means. Or maybe you're on the other end of a career, maybe you're, transitioning out of a career, and as my dad always says, he's over here, as my dad always says, is that retired, that word isn't in the Bible. So if you're retiring and transitioning out of a career, what, okay, now what do I do? What does God have for me for this period of my life? What does God have for me for the next 30 years that I can offer the church and I can offer the world and I can show God's love? So that's what we want to try, that's what we want to try and figure out. So it's just critical for us to understand our gifting so that we can, one, and, and in my case, this would have been really helpful to just see where we fit into the world and see how, how we navigate the world better. But two, and more importantly, we can best do what we've been called to do as Christians, which is serve and glorify God by serving the function of the body of Christ that God has gifted us to serve in. So that's what we're trying to do. So I want, so I want to ask this question this morning and focus on just unraveling this a little bit. How do I find and understand how God has gifted me? Okay? So this is really great, because I think this passage, uh, we're going to be looking at Romans 12. You guys want to turn there? Romans 12, 1 through 8, if you have uh, your Bibles. It should be up on the screen. I really think this passage just kind of lays out a really good, some pretty good steps, some pretty good just uh, posture to take when, when we're trying to figure out, okay, I think God has called me to the mission fields. So what's that process? Maybe, that, maybe you're saying that to yourself. What is that process of understanding myself? What can I bring to the mission field when God sends me there? So in verse 4, well, actually, let's read it first. So Romans 12. And this is the ESV, just so you guys know. If you have another version, just follow along. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace of God given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, 
and individually members of one another. So having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So in, in verse 4, Paul says that the members of the body of Christ don't all have the same function, and that though many, we are one body in Christ. So we have different functions and different gifts and abilities that when we put together, we serve as the body of Christ. So that's what we're trying to figure out. Where do we fit in? What is our function? What are our, what are our gifts? What can we bring to, to the world and to the body of Christ? Um, so I just want to provide some context for this passage. So right in the beginning, I, I, when Paul says, I appeal to you, therefore, with that word, therefore, Paul's transitioning from all the theology and all the truth and just information that he's laid out in the first one, uh, first one through 11 chapters of Romans, he's transitioning from just pouring out that information, that truth, to the implications of that truth in our lives. So he's basically saying here that, okay, this is what you need to know. This is, this is Christ and the gospel and the information, and this is, this is truth, and this is great. And then... Okay, now what do we do with it? Now how do we respond to the truth that he just laid out in this, in his uh, first 11 chapters? So, and then in this passage, so Paul, in the, just, in the first, just in the first verse, he says, I'm appealing to you, therefore, brothers, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He's encouraging us to respond to God. And, he, and then further, just as he continues through the package, uh, for the passage, he's explaining to us how to find our giftings and find our place in the body of Christ. Um, make sense? Good. Okay, so the reason, I just want to point this out because this is really important, and this is what kind of Paul lays out through the first 11 chapters, is the reason we are able to respond to God and to his will for our lives because of Jesus and his death on the cross. So he, the mercy, so in, when he says, the mercies of, by the mercies of God, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, the mercies of God for us, the manifestation of that is, is Christ. So we have, now it's our turn to respond to what God has done in offering his son as a sacrifice. And since, and so if we continue in the verse, it also says, present yourselves as a living sacrifice which is holy and acceptable to God. So this also means that when we submit ourselves and we surrender to God, that it is holy and acceptable to him because of Christ. So he sees us through the lens of Christ. And because it is acceptable to him, he promises to respond to us when we submit ourselves and when we bring ourselves to him. So it's, it's all that language that, you know, seeking you will find, I stand at the door and knock. So he's there, ready, willing, and able. And if we respond to him, he promises that he's there to meet us. So that's huge. That's a huge point to... That's a huge point to point to uh, to say. So, how do we respond? How do we respond to the mercy of God that He has given us in Jesus? And how do we find our function in the body of Christ and find our gifts that Paul says He's given to us and that He's put in us to use? So, a, a good first step is right there in verse one. Says our first step is presenting ourselves as a living sacrifice. 
So this is a surrender and acknowledgement that he is in control, that we submit to his character and authority in our lives. It's the same submission that comes when we first accept Christ into our lives. It's the same submission that comes when, for any movement uh, towards God that we take. So any desire to know more of him, any desire to walk in the direction that he has for us, we have to first say, Lord, I surrender to you, and I need you to be in control of this situation. Without, so without that, without that posture of the heart that we take in surrender, uh, the rest of the journey is just kind of, it's going to be, it's going to be cloudy. It's going to be cloudy. It's not going to, it's going to be for us, not for God. It's going to be for our glory, not for his. So it's just crucial. Okay? So then what? So verse 2. After we presented ourselves, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So this not conforming and being transformed, this is the process of sanctification. This is the not conforming language there is the, the famous battle of the old nature versus the new nature and the old self of the, versus the new self that Paul talks about in chapter 7 and Neil preached on a few weeks ago. It's the process of just working out our salvation, not our salvation, we are saved. Working out our sanctification, our likeness to Christ through the world and, th- and through response to him. So we're... We're saved, we're secure, and we're sanctified, and we're saved and secure in Christ, but the battle still rages in us for the sanctification of not of turning away from our sins and our, and our prior lives and turning towards God and saying, Lord, I need you, I invite you into this. So that's the process, and it's kind of a journey. As we all know, it's kind of a journey, it's, but the more, the more you turn away and the more you're transformed, the easier it is not to go back to your sinful life, and the more you get of God, the more you... Uh, experience his presence, the more you just get in touch with that, the easier it is to not go back and the less appealing your sins in your past life and your old self looks. That make sense? Okay. So, so how does this transformation happen? How does that process of sanctification work? In verse 2, Paul says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. So, the means by which you're transformed is the renewing of our mind. So just in preparation for this, I, I read a commentary on Romans by Douglas Moo. And he puts it pretty well. I like, the word, I like how, how he states it. He says, a new orientation in thinking leads to a new orientation in behavior. So a new orientation in our thinking, transforming of our minds, leads to a new orientation in our behavior and our actions and our ability to serve God. So Paul, um, he, this is a similar, is what he's, similar to what he's talking about in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, when he's talking the verse in the passage about our weapons not being of flesh, but of being of a divine nature and of, with spiritual power. So we don't fight against the enemy. We don't fight our former self with physical weapons. We fight with spiritual divine weapons and a renewing of and a renewing of our mind. So in verse five in, in that chapter in Second Corinthians, Paul says he encourages us, saying, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. So this is critical. This is critical. So Paul he's basically saying that we need God's perspective. 
need God's knowledge and view of our lives and our our situations and not necessarily ours. So our thinking might need to change and our minds might need to be transformed. We have to be open to that. So an example for me, so how do I apply that and how, how has that worked itself out in my life? So I had this, I just had this idea growing up and coming out of, coming out of high school that my gifting, and I was, I was always like, Lord, you know, what is your will for me? Like, I, I'm submitted to you. I, you know, I want what you want for my life. I know it's not going to work unless you're in it or unless it's your path for me, but I still couldn't find it. But somewhere along the way, I had this idea that my giftings were concentrated or only, could only be concentrated in this one area of interest. So I, I was searching amongst a myriad of just different options and ideas for this one thing that was supposed to feel uh, just more like me over and above the rest all these other, of all these other areas. But the problem was I didn't have one interest that stood out above the rest. So I'd, I'd go into an interest. So I have a lot of different interests. I, have, you know, I like cars. I was a mechanic for a little while. I like physics. I like music. I like food. I mean, I like theology. I like learning about God. Like, I want to learn more about that. I like psychology. I mean, there's all these different things. I'm like, wow, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. But there's never one thing where I said, oh, yeah, that's it. I can point to that and say that that's where my gifting is. So as a result, I've already told you, okay, I'll start in a direction. Okay, I like this, but wow, these other things look pretty cool too. This must not be it. And I'll step back and go in another direction and say, okay, yeah, this is pretty. I like this too. It's cool, but wow, that still looks pretty good. So this isn't like, I don't feel like this is it for me. So it was just, does that make sense? It was just like I didn't have the right perspective with it. So what changed, the the transformation that happened for me that I was able to do as I submitted myself and as I turned to God, he was able to, going through that process of sanctification, I came to realize that it wasn't all those, it wasn't, my giftings weren't in those interests. It wasn't like, I, okay, I've gifted you to be a mechanic, or I've gifted you to be a counselor, or I've gifted you to be um, a truck driver or something, which I also want to do. It sounds pretty cool. But, so my giftings were that I realized that what I really liked about all those different interests was breaking them down and seeing how they worked and what is the process behind how, they're, how they function. So, I just, so God revealed to me saying, look, it, you're a process person. You like knowing how things work. You like breaking them down. And that's how I gifted you. It's not I haven't gifted you by liking cars or liking being a mechanic. And also, on t- so you like breaking things down and you're a process person. And then you also like explaining and teaching those to people so that they can be better informed and go use those throughout the course of their lives. Like, you really, that's what I want you to focus on. So really, I can do that in any number of areas. There isn't this one golden kind of path where, okay, my gifting's over there, and I'm trying to kind of find it like this. So really, I had to better understand myself and better understand my giftings. You guys follow that? Is that good? So, I mean, just a general question. Have we ever stopped to think or notice how our thought patterns are? what our thought processes are. We need to kind of pay attention to that because we have, we come into this, you know, we come into accepting Christ and into this walk with Christ with a lot of 
just as you know, it's been preached on a much, many times. Just a lot of misconceptions, a lot of baggage that through the process of sanctification, God works out of your life. Okay. So again, so even okay. So in verse three, Paul mentions mentions our thoughts again, saying not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think. So, what Paul is talking about here is humility. He doesn't want us to think too highly of ourselves. He wants to think of ourselves with humility. But I want to say something quick about humility. Not walking into your gifting because of fear or insecurity is not humility. It's shame. So, when I learned, so part of the process for me was then when I, okay, this revelation of like, being a process person and liking, enjoying teaching, wanting to do that, that's pretty new. That's like this summer. That's like through this internship. You know, I kind of just formulated in my head. I was like, wow, like, I really like doing that. And it was pretty cool. So on the heels of that, there was another faulty thinking, another uh, faulty kind of thought process of, well, I can't go. I, well, there's no way I could go in that direction. I'm, just, I'm not capable. I'm not qualified. I mean, why would I, why would I preach? I don't I don't. Who am I? Exactly. So, <laughs> negative thought patterns, faulty thinking. Right, Beth? I mean, Caitlin? Sorry. Where are you, Beth? Can't see too well. Sorry. <laughs> and so, we need to have a better idea of what humility is. So, I had, to, I had to really work through that. I had to really, and I'm still working through that. Okay. You know, this, the best way to serve God is not saying, no, I can't. No, Lord, I can't work on my gift things. The best way to serve God is Walk in the path he's given you and gifted to walk. So humility is bravely, uh, so I want a a different kind of take on humility. Humility is bravely walking into your gifting, submitted to God, knowing that it is for his glory, and that he will provide for us as you step out in faith, into your gifting. So if we break that down a little bit, walking into your gifting, humility is walking into your gifting, so that's that's down in verse 6, we haven't gotten there yet, but where Paul says, he's gifted you, now go use them. Use your gifts. We're submitted to God. So that's verse 1. We're submitted. We've presented ourselves as a living sacrifice. We've presented ourselves in submission and saying, Lord, you're in control of this. I give you my, I offer back to you my giftings. And then we know it's for his glory, not for ours. So that's a proper thought pattern that we can have. And then the final, we, the final part, we step out in faith. That's verse 2 where he's talking about our act of worship. It's our act of worship when we present ourselves to God and submit to him. That's how we respond to him. Okay? So he continues in that verse, verse 3, saying, not to think of uh, himself more highly than he ought to think, but instead to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So the word sober here should be thought of as accurate. So we should think of ourselves with accurate judgment and, and sound thinking and sober thinking. So that's, again, he's kind of referencing changing your thought patterns to have sound, sober judgment of who you are. Who you are is not this incapable person and without, without gifts, not able to serve and help and give. Who you are is saved and sanctified in Christ with ability that he gives you 
and just in, to begin with, the ability and gifts that he gives you, and as you step out in faith, he has promised to be there as you go into that process, as you use your gifts, as you go to Africa, as you kind of step out and say, yes, this is what, you've, this is what I think you've made me for. Good? We got it so far? Okay, so after, so we got a few steps here. So after we submit to, we submit to God, we turn to him, we're in this process of not conforming and, and being transformed, that process of sanctification. You know, what, okay, what can we do at that point? Where is, where is the next step we can take that uh, kind of sets us on a direction of actually trying out our giftings? So verse 2 says, Uh, that by testing, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So this is the ESV, and I actually like the way the NIV, NIV puts it better. Uh, I like it better the way it puts it. Um, it says, then, you guys might have it, then you will be able to test and approve the will of God. So it's not us being tested by our environment or our surroundings. It's us going out and testing different situations to see if they fit our giftings. It's a, there's a difference, if you guys catch that. So that's what we do. So Paul here is giving us permission to go out and test what we think our giftings are. So we do that as we're submitted, as we've kind of given this process to God, given ourselves over to God, and as our minds and our, and our hearts are being transformed, we go out and we test our giftings. So maybe you, you've always liked kids, so maybe you hey, you know what, I've never done this before, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to volunteer for Children's Church. Or maybe you say, you know what, I really think, you know what, I really have a heart for missions. I think maybe I'll look into Navigate. Beth didn't put me up to that, I swear. Maybe I'll look into it. Maybe I want to, mm, maybe I'll apply. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. We all have things that we kind of gravitate towards or interests that we have that we need to go out and we need to try. So, just know this, that it, when you go out and try these giftings, so if you are submitted to God, if you've done that first process, that, that first step in the process, he is still sovereign over your actions as you go out and start to offer and test your giftings. So he's going to, he will align, so that's where the faith, the act of faith comes in. He will align your path and kind of put the brakes on in certain areas, uh, open doors in certain areas. Um, he will navigate you through that period of testing your giftings. So just know that. So just know that, hey, if you submit yourself to the Lord and you think, well, I, from my, the best of my knowledge, the best thinking that I have, at this point, I think I should go do this. Do it. Just take the act of faith and God will be there and say, oh, and just shut it down or not. Or he'll let you continue in that path. So how else might we know during this time of testing, how else might we know that we're on the right track? So verse, so verse 2 gives us a little, um, little more information. So he says, they may discern the will of God. By testing, we discern the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So you'll know it by its fruit. Good and acceptable and perfect is explaining the will of God. Or is explaining... Uh, what will happen as you go out and test your true giftings, your true giftings. So your giftings will be life-giving, and it will bring growth 
to you and growth to your character. And they will also bring God's kingdom to the people and place you are serving. So that's not to say, it's different than saying that, okay, hey, I think I'm going to do this, and if it's what God has for me, it's just, you know, the gates are going to open, I'm going to walk right in, and I'm going to excel at it, and I'm going to, it's going to be perfect, and I'm not going to encounter any struggle. That's not what I'm talking about at all. All I'm saying is that as you walk into that, doors will be opened, and you'll grow, but sometimes growth is hard, sometimes change is hard. You know, walking into, walking into my gifting of being a process person and wanting to teach and wanting to kind of explain things to people, that gets the attention of a lot of different things. You know, Satan, your fears, um, just there's a lot of opposition that kind of comes against that. So be prepared for that. But know, like I said, know that God will provide for you along the way of walking into your giftings. So just trust that he will direct your steps as you are in a heart posture of being submitted to him. That's, that's the crucial point. All right, so you guys following me so far? Okay, almost done, don't worry. So if we've, one, submitted to God, and then, two, we're in, we've uh, yeah, turned to him and we're not conforming to our old self but turning to our new self, and going through this process of sanctification, and then we're going out, taking a step of faith, testing our giftings, seeing what happens. You know, what, what is the, the end result of that? What happens when we do that? So verse 6, if we jump down to verse 6, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. So at some point, we have to take that step of faith and just use our gifts. We have to use them to serve, serve God and serve the world and serve, serve others and show people the love of Christ. So, I just want to say, I know there's some action-oriented people out there looking at me right now saying, you've talked for way too long about processing my gifts and I just want to go use them. What do I do? I want to go... I want to go do it. I want to figure it out. I want to fix this. I want to go there. That looks cool. Let me go try it. I get it. I mean, I don't get it because I'm a process person, but I understand what you're saying. I understand that you might feel that way. So just, that's great. That's awesome. I mean, you're more willing, and I, that's what I need to do. I need to be more willing to just jump and go and do and get my feet in the water. So Neil had a word for me this morning. I need to be more just, he presented it in in a great, awesome way. But I need to be much more, look at he's just dying me a certain way as a seal. Just go out and swim, right? Just jump in with your active faith. Just go out and swim. I need to do that. But if you're, if you're that type of person who just wants to go do, just understand that the process is the same for everybody. You, you first, it needs to be that submission. It needs to be that surrender of your gifts to the Lord that he's given you. You give them back to him. So for his service, and there need, you need to be in that process of sanctification where you're, you're turning away from where you were, from your old self, and you're kind of turning towards what God has for you. So just know that as you go out. Keep that in the back of your mind. So, so this morning, how can we respond? So what, how do we respond to the theology and the truth that Paul laid out? How do we respond to, how do we, get on the right track of understanding how we're designed, how we're gifted? How do we get on the track of ending up using those gifts? 
So first and foremost, just renew your surrender to the Lord. Do verse 1. Do the appeal that, that Paul gives to us. Present your body as a living sacrifice. And know that that is the jump point for God to work in your life with these things. Invite God into the process of understanding yourself and understanding your gifts and what he's given you better. And then maybe you can take, take a practical step on the journey of kind of testing or understanding your gifts. Talk to a friend, like a trusted friend of, hey, what, what do you see uh, from your perspective as my desires and my interests and my skills or my, my gifts? Or talk to a counselor. I mean, I just, it's been so helpful for me just to bounce something off people that aren't looking at the situation but with the same lens that I'm looking at. Or I, there's, there's plenty, take like an interest questionnaire or an aptitude test, there's plenty available online for free. They can kind of give you a sense of, okay, these are the different areas that we see uh, that you're interested or you're, or you're kind of skilled towards. Or go out and apply for a job or a volunteer position that you've kind of had your eye on. Just take that step, however small it is, take your, that step of, Okay, I'm going to go act on this with understanding to the best of my ability. So, okay, does that make sense? Um, so if we do this, if, if, like, if we do this as a church, as a church body, the result will just be that our body in general will just grow, just grow in health, and we can better shift our focus outward to, to love the world. So we can really do these, these two vision points that we, I've mentioned. We can really be a haven for the broken by being a safe haven for people wanting to submit and wanting to grow and wanting to be a safe place, safe haven, that's what that means, for people who want to just be in that process and, take, and, and submit to God and, and be in that process of being transformed. And then we can really be a launch to the nations, like Phil, like Beth, like the people going out, by sending people who are submitted, who are confident, and who are prepared in the gifting and knowing the gifting that God has for them. Okay? Sound good? So, Jenna, you guys, the worship team can come up. I know we're going to transition into uh, communion. Neil, if you want to just come up and do that.